Thank you for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message. You are welcome to visit us at 1800 Apostle Johnson Way in Annapolis, Maryland, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And be sure to check us out at www.thefcca.org. In the New Living Translation Bible, Luke chapter 21 and beginning at verse 1. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting in their gifts into the temple's treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. God, we thank you and we bless you. We give you the praise. Now use me as you see fit. Let your word find a lodging place in someone's heart that we will not only be hearers of the word, but we will become doers of the word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want to use for a topic today, Jesus knows our financial status. Jesus knows our financial status. Would you allow me to say that Everything that we have belongs to God. We are stewards, not owners of anything. Even our very lives, we don't own. Jesus said, where your treasures is, there will your heart be also, according to Matthews. He is saying that what we do with our money and our possessions reveals a whole lot about who we are and where our priorities stand. My brothers and sisters, here we find this woman that seemingly so comes to pay her due. It doesn't really say that she even knew that Jesus was there. Jesus was not one of the collectors, but believing so that he had been on a long journey and he sat against the treasury table. When you look at it, my brothers and sisters, that this woman had her life with her. 
the house that she had was mobile. Because where she went, it was. It's all that she had. When was the last time that we, you, I, gave the last that we had? You know, many times we'll say, I'm giving you my last dollars. How many know that's not true? Mm -hmm, that's not true. You got some hidden pockets. Especially ladies, and I'm not going there. When was the last time that you honestly gave up your last? You could say that, 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 that I, I don't know what, what, I don't even know why I did it, but here you go. Uh-huh. I don't, I know. You know, there are some folks that were even in an offering plate. They only got a, a $20 bill. They, they put it in there and they say, give me 15 back, please. Oh. No, that's, that's not true. Give me 19 back. <laughs> and they count Jesus knew that this woman had ultimately came there for a reason. Jesus knows our financial status. He knows where we are even before we come. I doubt that any of us, myself included, has, has ever come close to giving what this poor woman gave. I, 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 I'm willing to, to, to put it out there that nobody in this place have been in that status. Because if you had a roof over your head last night, you wasn't in her status. People sometimes say, I'll give my might. Talk is cheap. But they completely missed the point. We have not given our might until we are down to our last cent. That's it. And we give it. So in looking at this incident, most of us are standing near, if you would, at sea level and looking down on that woman. Because many folk come and they give what they have. But have you ever given what you didn't have? We're talking about a financial status, y'all. The Lord Jesus observes our giving. Uh-huh. You think that, 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 that whether it's the financial team or the pastors, that we don't worry about us looking. The Lord Jesus observes our giving. Jesus looked up and saw the rich and their gifts and he saw this poor widow and her gifts and he still sees every giver's gift no matter how great or how small because he deals with the heart. Mm -hmm. Some people give, they want you to know how much they gave. Yeah, I gave $500. Uh-huh. And should have gave 5000 based on your status. Are you with me? Jesus observes the givers. He, he, he watches and he, he, he wants you to be, have a, a will. Jesus does not make you give. But I can tell you this, that you will never find Jesus coming to you asking you for a dime. But we ourselves ask God to give us, to give us, to help us, to bless us. 
We ask him, we ask him that, Lord, if you can just do this. How many know we've been there and we've done that? Lord, if, if, if I can just get this pain, then, then I can do, when, when is that day I can do common? When, when is that? You, you ever pull up and, and, and you waiting for somebody and, 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 and they keep hauling out the door, I'm coming. Now, but what, how long is I'm coming? How long that take? When is it going to happen? Don't wait till you get your stuff together to give. See, whether we get it together or not, God deserves his. He deserves all of it. But he gives us time to check out what we have. There were 13 boxes with brass, if you would, they shaped like a brass a trumpet, what you would have put a trumpet in, had a skinny top and a wide bottom opening at, on this table where the worshipers could give. And, and, and since there was no paper money, you could hear the sounds of the corns clicking. Now, no doubt, you heard some of those bougie people. Click, 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 click. You heard that. Click, 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 click. But the woman that came to the treasury, you just heard click, click. And, and folk would begin to look. But see, if you have nothing to be proud of, you can't be proud. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sometimes when I my, my kids were younger, and when you're outside of the church and you just want to run to the store, anybody ever ran to the store with what you had on? And my kids, you said, Daddy, you're not really going out like that, are you? What's wrong? I brought these clothes, however it may look. But how many know you always run to somebody? <laughs> Pastor Queen, I said, Lord, why of all this? But this woman was not moved by anybody else asking because all she knew she had to do was with the little hope that she had to make it. Again, she didn't necessarily know that Jesus was there. Do we have to know that Jesus is there to do the best that we can? I need some help in this place. Are you working to be seen? Are you working to be puffed on the back? What are you doing it for? But she comes. And here they, with all this clinging, but hers in a whisper. He not only knew how much she gave, he even knew that it was all that she had. So when, when you give, he knows how much you have. The same is true today. Each time we give to the Lord, he is watching. He does not miss a single gift, small or large. He knows every giver, rich or poor. People may give anonymously, not noticed by men. Not only that, they may give purposely. But God knows everyone who gives. We are all guarded about sharing our personal finances. That's somewhere like we're guarded just like we're guarded. Again, don't ask nobody about the love life. Now, I'm saying love life to protect the children. But don't ask nobody about that life. Y'all laughing. Just like the finances, 
Don't, don't ask about that because we, 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 we sometimes cover that. Because truth be told, we really have more than we give credit for. We do. We, we really do. But we, we don't want that because we have it earmarked for some things. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. My tithes may go down, but my vacation not. You got me, Pastor Key? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then when you come back home from the vacation, Lord help me. Yes, we do. And, and guess what he does? He helps you. Can I get a witness in the house? The same true things happen today. We, at times, we give to the Lord. At times, we hold back from the Lord. At times, we give abundance. And at times, we give only what we have. But Jesus knows every dime you make. And where you spend it. Can we talk about where you spend your money a little bit? Don't go there. Think about where we could have been. Think about it. That down through the years, everybody in this place Think about it. If some of the things that we did not need. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the house that 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 was not a necessity that we we wanted it because uh, we wanted it or we wanted it because somebody else had it or we wanted it just because we were selfish and we want something. And it's still collecting dust. Some of us still have clothes with tags on them. I'm going to put you out there. Shame on you. Just because it's there doesn't mean you need it. Sometimes the thing that you want the best is the thing that you need the least. God knows just what we have, what we do with what we have, and how we give unto him. When you look at this, at one time, a story told that there was a chicken and a pig. I ain't said it yet, and y'all laughing. And they were going down and they saw this church and the church was having a, uh, uh, some kind of a gala and they were having a bazaar and they were selling dinners. And on the menu was ham and eggs. And uh, Chicken said, see, I donate to the church. <laughs> and the pig said to the chicken, yeah, but you donated. I sacrificed. <laughs> when was the last time we gave a sacrificial offering to the Lord, what we don't have. We sang that song, I give my life away. What does that represent about your life? When you say that, be careful what you say. 
Sometimes I get, don't get it mixed up. Listen, the best saint will ultimately get sick. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. Yes, God can heal, but you said you would give your life for him. Did not he give his life for us? So when you look at it, all we like, the chicken or the pig. What are you giving? Are you giving a sacrificial offering, meaning that you don't have it no more after you give it? Or are you giving where more will come back? What, what are you doing? Take inventory, y'all. Take inventory from the pulpit to the door. Do you not know that if everyone gave as unto the Lord, we would have our next phase and the third phase. It would be here. It, it would be here. It would, we, the bank would come to us. We would be the lender. Yes, but, but sometimes we place things in the wrong perspective. So we got to know that God watches what we give. A couple things you need to know. You need to know. Remember that even in this place that your Savior, he goes up and down the aisles just like the ushers do. He's standing there. Uh-huh. Yep. You think that you writing your little check. Anybody seeing it? Uh-huh. He, he sees everything that's in your bag. You see your mints. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That 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 check stub that you accidentally left in there. He he sees what you got. He sees the raise. He sees what you have. Yes. Uh-huh. He sees us when we do our income tax and the things that we put on there. Church folk do it. You say you gave this to the church. What church did you get that to, baby? What church was that? You know, it's a reason why things is happening, even for the church. You know that the, 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 the administration now in the, in the White House is trying to um, really stop that. Um, you're claiming charitable giving, even from the church. They're trying to tax the church. Why? Because the church needs to get it together. If the church get it together, then the people out there will get it together. We got to get it together, y'all. If we can't get it together, they're not going to get it together. It's not ours. The first thing to remember is that Jesus sees those who give. You cannot please him with your giving if you forget that he's always watching you. You can't please him. We say, let me say this to you so that you can get this straight. If you are tithing, don't get it mixed up, and you're given 10%, 10%, and that you give a certain amount of money within a year span, it seemed like my God, how did you make it off of that? Listen, if you give less than 10%, then you're giving an offering. You're consistent, but don't call it tithing because I didn't say it was tithing. God said it was. He gave the amount. You're consistent, but it's not tithing. 
Don't get it mixed up. And some folk will be nice and say, well, start where you can. That's not scriptural. He didn't say that. That's nice. But he said, give me a tenth. In other words, and, and Pastor D explained it so well, so well on last Sunday, so well that to the point that if you, if you got your 100% and, and he gives you 90, look what you got. And he takes the 10% and guess what? He really stores it up for you. You can say what you want, but I don't care how many times people will say they'll talk about the church always wants money. Well, show me a church that can run without money and show me how they do it. You still need lights. You want your air conditioning. You want your heat. So God makes a way. He makes a way that we can, the church, the body of Christ can function. But we have to be obedient. The first thing you got to do, the first thing you got to do is you got to focus. Whatever we give should be out of love for the Lord and not for self-gratification. You have to focus. Why are you doing it? You know, one thing I get upset about, I have got here sometime and left my uh, check home. And I, I, that, it just bothered me. It just bothered me. Some people, they rejoice. <laughs> but it bothers me because I, I, I want to be consistent. Because you know, how many know, don't ever try to make up. Don't, don't try to make up. Start where you are. But don't try to make up. No. But I promise you this, that if you give God his 10%, then you will never have to make up. I don't know for sure why this widow gave those two coins that day. The text does not say. But I think that Luke wants us to, to see the contrast between her and the scribes whom Jesus denounced. They were just doing their religious impressions of others without any spiritual background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was quiet, unknown, and not trying to impress anyone. They were giving out a pride for their self-recognition. She was given in worship out of love for God. Whatever amount we give, we should give out of heart and love for God. Not for personal recognition. And then watch your finances come into play. Uh -huh. Watch things change for you when you didn't even know it was coming. Ah, uh, anybody in this place ever gave the less that they had and didn't think about it? And then you go to the mailbox and there's a check in there of a refund and you didn't know it was coming. My God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. I wonder, is there anybody in this place God ever came to you? Not when you call him, but right in the nick of time. God showed up with a financial blessing. You didn't even see it coming. But he blessed you. Why? Because of your obedience to him. You can't come to God empty-handed and not go with something. Is there anybody in this house that, that, that you came to him just as you was 
Weary, wounded, sad, and you found in him. God, sometimes when you come to him and you, you need something, you don't have merely what you ask for, but you got a peace of mind to know that he will come and he will not tarry. That there's a better day lying ahead. You know, everybody can't be rich. And some churches preach that. No. He said the poor you always have with you. But poor in things. But rich in love. Rich in power. Rich in joy. Rich in peace. There are some things that the world can't give. And the world can't take away. Why? Because God knows our financial situation. He knows our status. He knows how much we can bear. Secondly, we've got to have faith. Whatever we give should be given, looking to God to supply all of our needs. I, I, I got the, my mind made up that, well, Lord, here it is. Now, you do know that the 22nd of the month, the car payment is due. You do know that because you blessed me to get the car. Now, I, 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 it's time to pay tithes. I'm going to pay my tithes. Now, I'm going to need you to do something. You did it before. Now, I'm going to need you to do it now. Come on, Lord, now. What you want me to do? Fill it out. I heard uh, somebody say one time that was uh, uh, praying for food. And, uh, and, and the individual told them, listen, do you have a plate? Yes. Do you have a knife and a fork? Yes. Set the table and watch God do it. Is there anybody in this house that he's fed your hungry body? Can I get a witness? Sometimes we need to just to, God says, try me. That's what he says. And, 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 and Pastor DeCosta was talking about, try me. That's when he said the word, prove me and see won't I open up the windows of heaven. You can try me. Lord, you said you would do it. So set it up. Here it is. Go ahead, God. I'm waiting for you. Now bless me like you said you would. I wonder, do I have about five people in this house that have tried God? I tried them and I know them. And he worked it out. He brought me out. He lifted me up. He picked me up. They thought I was going down because they lost my job. But I'm still here. They thought I was going to be without anything because I had to move out of my house. But I'm still here. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when God is happy, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. If you want to be blessed, make God happy. Sing because you're happy. Sing because God has did something for you. Is there anybody in this place willing to give up all that you have to live for Christ? No matter, just come with, with what you got. Knowing that every good and perfect gift comes from on high. Yes, yes. Have you ever experienced the art of giving to the Lord's work? And you had to use some personal money that you set aside for something that you wanted to do so bad. You set it aside because you've been saving for this day. But then you ran into someone who was having difficulty and you thought to yourself I don't have it Lord but something pricked your heart to say go get that what you set aside 
and blessed them. And you did it. And it hurt. And it hurt bad. But in the end, God gave you double for your trouble. I don't get that impression that the widow was given because the chief priest maybe got on and made an announcement or somebody was asking to send checks to the temple. But she wasn't given because of the pressure or the impulse. Rather, she gave out of routine faithfulness. I want y'all to get that in your heart. Say it with me. Routine faithfulness. Uh-huh. If, if, you get, if you have routine faithfulness, then whether it rain or shine, you'll come to church. If you have routine faithfulness, then you'll pay your tithe. Yes, because it's, it's just right to do so. Because God's been faithful to me, and we're going to be faithful to him. Are you with me? The widow's gift dislodges the excuse. We'll give when we get enough money. No! You won't give. Giving is a mindset. If you don't figure out ways to give faithfully when you are poor, you won't give when you get even the more. If you can't handle the two mites, what you going to do with the 2,000? He knows our financial status. The Lord Jesus elevates I'll give him. Now, it does not say in the text, the woman came poor to the table. It does not say that she left rich. But if you allow me to say that Jesus used her for an example because her treasures were in heaven. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, see, don't look for a whole lot here. God will sustain you here. But his eternal riches are in heaven. Can I get a witness? Uh-huh. But when, when, when we grew up, and I give, give this testimony, some of y'all ain't been there, but uh, uh, um, we, we grew up, my mother kept us with the little hat and dressed up, and we must have brought out Vaseline. Lord, you were shiny, and we had the black and white shoes, and we had the suit and the suit jacket. But we shopped from the thrift store. That's where she got our stuff from, yeah. People would laugh at us. Yes. Uh-huh. They got all the name brand things, but ours was name brand. They just was wore a little bit. Why y'all laughing? But our shoes never wore out. She raised all of us. Never did she have to go to get us out of anything. We all had coats. All the buttons was there. Uh-huh. By the time we got Jack Purcell's, Kim, they were out of style. You laughing? Um, but we had them. Just got to play catch up. I play catch up now, but I don't mess with my ties. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I'll take your hand-me-down, Jordan. Give them here. You know, young folk don't wear Jordans till they get dirty. They wear them because they get out of style. Pastor Queen wears size 10 and a half. 
I wear every flavor you got. I'm not thinking about anybody. Learn to be content where you are. That's what Paul said. Sometimes work with what you got. Yeah. Yeah, work with what you got. Don't, don't, don't hate, appreciate. Yeah, because see, those folks that got them $300 shoes, that was their whole paycheck. But I got shoes, I got some food in the refrigerator, some air in the home, I got a truck with gas in it, I can go out to eat, pass the key if I want. Can I get a witness? I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Yes, if I want to go to Macy's and I want to go to J.C. Penney's and Nordstrom's, oh, they have a sale day, and I find out what it is, and then I can wear that. But work with what you have. Jesus evaluates the cost of the gift of the giver. I, I, I declare you go down Martin Luther King Boulevard in Baltimore and brother man, you got on Jordans and a sign up, help me, help me. What's up with that? And then do you want to be helped? What do you want? God has given you the power, the authority to work with. That woman worked with what she had. I don't know where she went when she left the treasure, but I know that God doesn't leave you empty-handed. I knew that somewhere God had blessed her. Almost done. He explains, Jesus explains in verse 4, he said that they all gave out of their surplus, but she gave out of her poverty. She gave what she didn't have. She gave all that she had. Not only that, but Jesus evaluates the motive of the giver. What's your reason for giving? Uh-huh. You know, some folks give in the church and they can't wait till um, income tax time. And they can put that down to help them. And that's all right. That's all right, too, because you did give it. But what about just give because he said? Because the Lord said, give your 10%. Watch how he works it out. He flips it. And it's to your good. Even if you tithe, if you make an average wage, it does not cost that much for you still have that 90%. But sometimes we live above our means. You know that, 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 that car that you went to get? Yes, God wants to bless you with a car, but you're in the wrong car lot. You'll call out way past that. That house he wants to bless you with. Yes, but that's way out your budget. Watch the trickery of the enemy that gets you in the house with a flex mortgage. And after you're in there for a couple years, it's to the point you cannot hold on to it. Hook up that what you had. Hook it up. I grew up in the projects of Baltimore, and people used to say, we could eat off, they called my mother Queenie. We could eat off Queenie floor. She hook it up. When you on the outside, you saw a brick, whatever, but when you got inside them doors, you thought she was in the White House. That's right. She hooked it up. You can make what you had. Yeah, you can take that and make do. Yes, you can. Who cares what it looked like? 
on the outside. Can I tell you a secret? God does not deal with the outside. God deals with the inside. Who cares what you look like? Yeah, fix it up. Work with God knows the history. Sometimes we got to show the film again to some people. Well, first Christian came up. We had leaky rules. Sometimes we had air. Sometimes we had heat. Sometimes we didn't. We had buckets in the pews. Had to move the chairs. Yeah, we, we, we had it. I had put coats on during the service. We prayed that the Holy Ghost come, that people could shout and get warm because the heat didn't work. There are times that they want to put us out the building because it was too hot, too crowded, and, and we overload. But guess what? Look what God has done. Look, you work with what you got. Can I get a witness? Work with what you have. Our foreparents taught us that. They knew how to take a meal and stretch it. Work with what you have. Yes, that's all it is. Right now, we didn't want to eat that stuff back then. We didn't want to eat the, 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 the stale bread and what have you. Now the market sells stale, stale bread. You buy it. Call yourself making some stuffing. But when mama had it, you didn't want that. That was nasty. Yeah, they were taking, scrape the mold off the cheese and cut that part and eat that piece. Do I have a witness in the house? Those of you who grew up with, 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 with can and stuff, they would scrape that mold off the top of the jelly and make you a good old jelly sandwich. Can I get a witness in the house? You got to know how to work with what you got. There's nothing wrong with that meat. Boy, go eat that. Cut that off. A little mold ain't going to help you. It helped clean you up. Yeah. You should tell mama, mama, that, that, that milk is bad. It done turned. Boy, don't throw that milk away. I'm getting ready to make some biscuits. And when I hook them biscuits up, do I have a witness in the house? Y'all act like y'all are all that. It's not always work with what you have until you can get what you need. Can I get a witness? Look how healthy we are. God, we fed. We were fed. Yeah. You heard it before. Betty Crocker ain't make no hamburger helper. Grandmama made that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we took Sunday's dinner and mixed it with Monday and, and just hooked it up. Throw a little gravy over there. You can't tell what it was. Just eat, boy. Take what you got. And work with what you have. Yes. Yes. And then watch God do it. Watch God do it. I, I told Pastor DeCosta, I, 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 that, that, that thing he said last Sunday, that got you. I'm going to make me a grilled cheese with some lunum foil and an on. <laughs> yes, I am. You, listen, listen. Wherever you, listen, I, I tell folks all the time, you, sometimes you got to know how to hook it up. Yes, you do. Uh-huh. I, 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 you can't tell me that I, I took some, some Tony, I took some packs of oodles and noodles and, and I called myself feeding the grandchildren. They wanted some, I call it my version of yakami. Now, the noodles, just, just take a couple packs of them, break them. They don't know. Cut some onions up in there and some chicken. Just put it, that's what it is, that's it. My mother used to take and make um, scramble and we never we couldn't afford to go to Chinese places. We couldn't afford it. So she used to scramble up egg, mix rice in it, and cut up bologna and told us that was Chinese food. <laughs> Watch this. Y'all young folk don't know this. Baby boomers, y'all know that long road of bologna went a long way. We had sandwiches. We had fried bologna. We had bologna on a sandwich. We had to tear that paper off and slice it up, but it was good. Now y'all go to the store and ask for a pound of this 
and a pound of that. But Jesus, he commended this poor widow who didn't even know that he had saw her. Jesus knew her motives. She gave to express her devotion to God. She gave an act of worship. Last and certainly not least, we must give as unto the Lord. Motive means everything in giving. God loves a cheerful giver who gives out of the love and gratitude to him. We should not give out of pressure to meet needs. I would not be honest if I said that the church does not have needs. But we should not give. You know you should never give to keep the lights on. The lights ought to be on because of your giving. Are you with me? We don't want you to give because you feel pressured. We want you to give the Lord because you receive his indescribable gift. If you want your finances to fall in place, Jesus knows our financial status. He knows it. Don't even go there. He, he already knows it. So now how are you going to handle, how am I going to handle what the Lord already knows? Give God some praise. I have to spend the words, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his way, with the glory he sends on our way, when we do his good will, he abides in us still. And it's all who but trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. The doors of the church are open. And I pray that something said today concerning your status and your finances that will open your eyes to know. There's many scriptures that talk about where we are, where we should be. But one thing that we must give God is obedience. And if he said it, you can take that to the bank, that he will provide. We got witnesses in the house that the Lord has provided. But how are we going to do and when are we going to do what the Lord has instructed us to do in deed? Not in words, but in deed. It's time to turn the searchlights of heaven on us. And ask God not only to check us out, but check out everything about us. What we have and what we don't have. Because he already knows our financial status. The doors of the church are open. Salvation's in the house. Restoration's in the house. Baptism, believable baptism is in the house that by emergement, Outward sign of an inward change.